how they handled the birth of their sixth child having Down syndrome, what it's like raising two kids with Down syndrome, the lessons that it teaches them, their other five kids, how she has handled homeschooling all seven of them, and how each of them is better because of it coming right up. This is episode number 415 with proud parents of seven children, two of which with Down syndrome, the power couple of Jim and Kelsey Romero. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, Nick Carrier. I believe that the path to get closer to the best version of yourself is different for all of us, but it follows the same framework. You see, our lives have six different areas, health, personal, career, financial, spiritual, and relational. And in order to get closer to the best version of ourselves, we wanna be managing all of these areas at all times, but also be spiking in one of them. If you wanted to learn how to do this, then check out my free Best You Planner and Video course at nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Again, nickcarrier.com slash best journey. I am super excited for today's really unique episode with Jim and Kelsey Romero. Back in July of 2014, Jim and Kelsey had their sixth child, Colt. They soon after birth learned that Colt had Down syndrome and their lives were forever changed. And then just a few years later, they adopted another baby boy, Nick, from Ukraine. He also had Down syndrome and they've been documenting their experiences with them on their Instagram, which is at downright wonderful ever since. Jim also has been a strength and conditioning coach and track coach for the past 23 years. And he currently serves as the director of strength and conditioning and head track coach at Harpeth Hall School here in Nashville. Kelsey has been blessed with the opportunity to homeschool their seven children and also be a voice for the Down syndrome community through her online presence on Instagram. Before diving into the episode, be sure you're subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And be sure you share the episode with a friend while you're listening. All you have to do is to send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, then please leave it a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Jim and Kelsey Romero. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. I am really excited today to be joined by the one and only Jim and Kelsey Romero. Jim and Kelsey, just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. No problem. Glad we could be here. Yeah, so like I said, I kind of became aware of y'all's story a little over a month or so ago now, and I thought this would be such a a unique episode and diving further into all the things that y'all have learned, your family has learned, and a lot of people listening are going to have already probably known your story from having followed you, especially the people that listen here in Nashville. But to kind of give a, a really brief overview, back in July of 2014, you guys had your sixth child, Colt, and he was born with an extra chromosome, and you quickly realized that he had Down syndrome, and it essentially kind of changed your life forever, right? And then a few years later, in January of 2017, you guys adopted Nick from an orphanage in Ukraine, and you guys have been essentially documenting kind of the experience of raising them ever since. So seven total kids. And so basically, the first, the way I want to start is, what did y'all's emotions, feelings, conversations look like with each other? after Colt was originally born back in 2014? And and what did that look like from a parenting standpoint and navigating that situation? When he was first born, we didn't know right away that he had Down syndrome. So it was 
The first night, actually, he hadn't cried at all through the night. And I started noticing, uh, mainly it was the almond-shaped eyes that I started noticing. And I started Googling what the markers of Down syndrome were. And so long story short, I kind of had decided once I saw that he has um, brush field strokes on his irises, they're like sparkles on his eyes. So that was the main marker I saw that along with his almond shaped eyes that I thought that night after looking at it all, I thought, I think he has Down syndrome. So in the middle of the night, I said to Jim, do you think he has Down syndrome? And his response was, oh, really? I don't know. And the next day, the midwife had come in and I saw her. Well, first she asked us, um, does he look like any of your children? And I said, well, he looks like our oldest son, but with Down syndrome. And she, her jaw sort of dropped and she said, oh, you, so you suspect it too. And I noticed she was looking for all the same markers that I've been, been looking for. And she turned to Jim and said, how do you feel about that? And Jim shrugged and said, uh, he's just as wonderfully made as all our other children. And that mm-hmm. sort of set the way we we went about it from the very beginning. We It was just he's wonderful. God doesn't make mistakes. He's wonderfully made. And so from the beginning, we've just had that. We've known that about Colt and we've always thought he's wonderful. Of course, you get nervous because there's so many doctor's appointments that once you find out they have Down syndrome that you have to do testing and for the heart and health and various things that you get nervous about just because you love them so much and you don't want anything for your child bad. But, um, But from the beginning, we just have thought of him like all the rest of our children. We celebrated him just like the rest of them. So. Yeah, that's, that's great. And so Jim, I'm kind of curious as to a lot of people when faced with a traditionally seen as maybe a negative situation, they don't handle it very well, but they learn from it and they wish they would have responded differently. And hopefully they do so moving forward. However, you had become a person who was able to handle that, you know, again, quote, troubling news or, or, or difficult news with a lot of grace and in a way that a lot of people would like to handle it. What are, what do you think you had done personal development wise, personal growth wise for you to be able to kind of be so graceful and calm and, and accept it so well right in the moment? Sure. I mean, uh, I'll start off by saying there, there's many things in life that, that I probably reacted wrong to and uh, you know, not handled with grace. And Kelsey, uh, I'm sure, has can tell you many of stories, whether it be as a husband or as a father. But I will say, as someone who has a strong faith in Christ and understands that everything that is set before me, both in my past, presently, and, and whatever he has for the future... Uh, is part of his plan. And so I I knew like every one of our children, like Kelsey said, is a gift from God. And because of that, he has gifted us with a great responsibility and and a great gift and cult. And we are to raise him up the same way we do uh, all the rest of our children. But I think going back to your original question, in this particular situation, I always had a, a, a great peace about it. I didn't really think about the stuff that maybe a lot of people might jump to and rightly so. Uh, like Kelsey said, there's many things that come along with a child with special needs that I don't blame people for being nervous or or, or worrying about the future and what it looks like. But uh, I just, I felt, I felt a great peace about it from the beginning and, and felt like, uh, and know that, that, that God will, has a plan for us and has a plan for Colt. And uh, we're just here uh, on earth for a short time. And 
during that time, it's our responsibility as, as his parents to, to raise him up uh, like we would any one of our other children. That's awesome. That's great. So when did, when did you guys decide slash how did you decide slash why did you decide to start, you know, forming this social media account and, and start documenting the experience? Well, I guess we just started wanting to share the beauty and down syndrome. We just, we saw the way so many people looked at it and it was so wrong as far as not even just offensive because we're not offended easily. I understand that people, I didn't know anything about down syndrome before we had Cole. I knew nothing. I didn't even know the proper way to say it. I didn't know if it was plus a chromosome or minus a chromosome. So we just thought, well, just to show people the beauty of it, to educate people, to show them that there's no reason to ever say, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry when they find out that you have a child with Down syndrome. That when we announced Colt's birth, our I we specifically wrote a letter to to share with everyone, letting them know that we're thrilled with Colt. We're thrilled with the gift of his extra chromosome and explaining why we were, because we didn't want anyone to hear the diagnosis and tell us we're, that we're sorry mm. uh, for you. So, because we're not sorry, it, he's a gift and we don't. So that sort of that desire to share that with others kind of just led me to start sharing on Instagram openly, but I, I never really expected it. I was just sharing the beauty of, of Cole too. And I never really had, I didn't know much about Instagram. Anyway, my sister had to help me every step of the way with everything I wanted to do on it and just started sharing. Yeah. I think, I think that's awesome. You know, anytime there is something like this, like this, that happens, it's really important for not to people think to immediately jump to, it's a bad situation. It's just a situation that is, and you define the meaning towards it. And you guys define that it was a blessing and an opportunity for you guys as well. I want I want you to talk to a little bit how your kids have grown from the standpoint of having two younger siblings with, with Down syndrome. What do you feel as the biggest pieces of growth or the things that they've learned or the things that they've developed or the skills that they've acquired through having two kids with Down syndrome or two siblings with Down syndrome? I would start off by saying uh, Colt and Nick are the two youngest in the family. So the rest of them being older than those two have starting with Luke have had the opportunity that each time a sibling has come into the picture, just the opportunity to to care for them and to love them. And so when, when Colt came into the picture and and was born and then later on when we adopted Nick, just their genuine love for, for the two boys and the way they care about them, the way they the way they protect them, but more importantly, just the way they go about their daily life. Uh, we we homeschool, so they're all around each other every single day uh, of every, of every single week, and they interact and they just they learn to know and understand that every single one of them has strengths and weaknesses, and none of them are perfect. And to uh, learn how to interact with each other uh, has been huge to love each other and to support each other uh, because that's that's what Colt and Nick will always need throughout life. But I think uh, regardless, we all need that. We all need to know and understand how to love each other and to support each other, uh, not just as a family, but in a broader sense. And so uh, I think that's been, been a huge factor for our family and for the kids specifically. I know Kelsey will talk to that more. Well, no, I just, to the kids, it's not, they don't, think about Colton Nick with Down syndrome. They just think it's the mm. brothers, their little brothers. Yeah. And, and of course, 
that because of their Down syndrome, they have, they're slower in other areas or they, they, they have their own differences, but so do every, uh, every single child does. So they just see it as, oh, that's their differences. That's another person's differences. That's their strengths. And they don't see it as Down syndrome. They just see it as their little, little brothers. And I speak out of that, they see others that way too. Any special needs, I think it takes the fear away from saying the wrong thing or, or how do you act with this person? It's more, it's just this person with different Mm -hmm. strengths and different weaknesses. It's nothing. They're not the diagnosis. They're just a person and they have different strengths and weaknesses like all of us do. And so it takes that fear of approaching or helping out or taking care of. They don't really, you don't really think about it. Yeah. I'm interested from a, from a parenting standpoint, I feel like a common thing that can sometimes happen with with kids is when there is a and I know this just from from other couples I'm I don't have any kids myself sometimes when there is an only child for a little bit and they get all the attention and then there's a newborn and in, in, in into the picture and that newborn gets a little bit more of the attention sometimes the uh, younger child who was used to being the only one gets a little bit jealous. And so I'm just kind of interested from a parenting standpoint, did you guys ever have a conversation around how do we make sure that we don't make these other five kids feel like they're not seen enough and feel like they're not given enough attention because we have to maybe give a little bit more attention to the two with Down syndrome? Did you guys ever like strategize as to how to make sure that wasn't the case and didn't happen? Uh, I mean, yes, I'd say yes and no. Yes, in the fact that with, with all of our kids. So starting with Ryan, our second, you know, that's the fear is, well, it was, it's been Luke for, you know, two years and now here comes a newborn. But I think we have always been open, talked about with each other. And I, I guess you would say strategize, but just be proactive with understanding and knowing that, that yes, there's a newborn there that requires attention, but that doesn't mean that the sole focus needs to be on that. And teaching the kids too, also that it's, it's, you know, it's not about self. It's not, you know, it's, it's unselfish, you know, you need to be unselfish about this and, and just create in them a love and desire to to be part of this process and helping. Uh, Obviously Kelsey's done a great job with all the kids. They're all involved in raising up the next youngest in line. So there's really not time for them to sit there and mope and think about woe is me uh, because this baby or this child's getting more attention than, than I am. I don't think they would even, even if you pull them aside and ask them privately, I don't think they would ever feel like there was a time uh, in their life where they felt like one child was favored over the other. So I'd say yes and no to that. We've tried to be proactive, but I think it takes care of itself with a large family. Yeah. And I think some of it is seen a lot more of Colt and Nick because they're out there. But so much behind the scenes that isn't seen from the other standpoint of, you know, that we don't put out there simply because of different reasons for, for their privacy. And what, what we've said is people have a view of Colton Nick that our purpose is to try to dispel those views that the people automatically have. So our purpose in sharing them is to 
take away these preset notions, these uh, horrible views of Down syndrome that are leading to, you know, 70 to 100 percent abortion rates in them to kill those views, those stereotypes. Whereas, you know, with the others, we want them to create the views of themselves out there. And so if they want to be out there, that's fine. That's that's them. But we feel like our job for Colt and Nick is to kind of help their future, their world with the view of down syndrome. So, mm. yeah, no, that's, that's great. It's powerful. You guys have been married for 22, how much? 22, 23. It'll be 23 years in September. <laughs> don't don't okay. ask questions like that <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> yeah. You guys both look at each other like, uh, uh, do you know, been married almost 23 years in September now, and you have seven kids, two of which have down syndrome. Obviously that is a, a huge time commitment. And, and, you know, you now have the blog and the social media account, Kelsey and Jim, you work as well. And how do you guys prioritize the time for yourselves to kind of grow as a couple outside of just being parents of the seven? Sure. I mean, I would say we were not your typical, obviously family, but we're not even, I would say your typical couple in that for good or bad, I guess people would, would say we don't do a lot of time where just Kelsey and I, and we have become better at that over the years, just grabbing coffee now that a lot of the kids are old enough to stay home and babysit. But for years, we never, we never had a babysitter. We never went on what you would, you know, a date night, unless maybe a relative was in town and they, they babysat for us or something like that. So we got to get creative, you know, the kids are in bed set up something at, at the house or, you know, yeah. just getting creative with different things. And now, like he said, once a week going for coffee, setting a time to go for coffee or. Uh, because it too, you know, the older the kids get, the, the less alone time you have there, there's always someone in the room. There's always someone listening. And so I think we think, you know, it's important to have those conversations where it's just the two of us, where we, you know, cause if you save it for, at night. I mean, we're both tired. We've had long days. And so uh, just creating that that space and that time is obviously it's huge and it's important to our marriage and being able to speak openly and freely with each other and not have <laughs> seven, seven kids listening in. So, And we're both very early risers. So we get up at about 4.30 and do our Bible study, have our Bible study time. And and the kids are early risers too, but not that early. So we beat them and get that time in the morning as well. So I'm going to ask each of you kind of a hypothetical question about the other. Kelsey, I'll have you go first. What do you think is, uh, (laughs) what do you think is different about the version of Jim who he is now compared to the version of Jim that he would be if you guys did not have a couple of uh, children with Down syndrome. We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020 and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. My name is Ashley Reed. I joined the 10-week program really because I wanted to lose a little bit more weight and gain strength. I accomplished both of those things. I'm definitely stronger, and I've also made some incredible friends in the process, which I didn't expect. You're just silly if you don't do this. Well, I I think just... 
as everything we get in life that God gives us, it's to grow us closer to him and in our faith. And I think that Colt's birth did just that grew us in our faith and grew us in letting go of trying to control things. I mean, every, so many areas that we've gone along the way have taught us that when, when we think we have control of things and then something happens and we realize we have to trust God. So I think I would say he's grown in his faith, just like everything that's come our way. And then really the adoption of Nick, I think to see him really let go and just trust God through that, as far as providing, providing the means for that, providing all the things, all the stuff that we just really had to trust God in through every step of the way and realizing that if we follow and obey God, he's going to take care of everything along the way. And so that was a huge growing point for him and me, but for I'm answering for him, um, growing point for him and seeing that and seeing, you know, we said that if we did this and if we obeyed, we'd have to be prepared for whatever hard thing comes along the way, whatever doubts come along the way, because he's a real planner. So he wants to make sure all the ducks are in a row. Every, yeah. every penny is lined up and we're all taken care of. And with this, with adoption, especially adoption in Ukraine, you can't do that. There's no, there's zero way of lining it up and making sure we just had to trust. And he likes to be a little more set and planned in every step of the way. And so we did. And, and just to see God's provision in his hand in that every step of the way, I think really grew, grew his faith yeah. and trust in every, for the next situation, whatever that might be. That yeah. Comes along. So. Yeah. And so Jim, kind of the, the same thing for her. What do you think is, different about her like as a mother now having had two down syndrome children compared to maybe who she would have been if, if she would if you guys never would have had two down syndrome kids i think with kelsey and i'll give you sort of two sides of that i think whether colt and nick did not come along i i think that kelsey would not be any different from a standpoint of who she is as a mother and as a wife or she is solid in her foundation and her faith and that just Regardless of Colt and Nick being in the picture, I think as, as a as a wife and a mother, that's going to carry her through any and every situation. It already it has and will continue to. I think though that uh, with Colt and Nick in the picture and Kelsey's heart and a desire to to share within the Down syndrome community and, and again bring light to that has not only done that, but it's opened a door for her to share her faith, uh, which has been huge just to be there for other moms who are going through uh, what she went through. And again, everyone handles it differently, but God opened a door for Kelsey that that would not have been there had Colt not been born and had we not adopted Nick. So she can talk to it as a biological parent to someone with Down syndrome and as an adoptive mom and what that looks like and the amount of opportunity that she gets to speak into the lives of these other uh, women who have reached out to her across the country and throughout the world, to be honest with you, has been, that's been the biggest blessing, I think, uh, regardless of anything else that that Instagram has or does or the good and the bad of social media, that has been uh, a huge blessing for her to be able to do that. Yeah, that's great. And you, and you guys have talked a little bit now about the, uh, obviously the the adoption uh, of Nick. And so I think a lot of people go through very 
similar situations, not in the sense that they might adopt a Down syndrome kid from Ukraine, but they go into similar situations in the sense that there's a lot of uncertainty, whether it's I'm going to leave a job and, and take a risk or, or I'm going to, you know, any kind of risky, uncertain situation that somebody might make, maybe it's making a move uh, across the country or something like that. What is your message to somebody who deep down probably knows that whatever risky situation or uncertain situation that they might be stepping into deep down, they probably know it's right, but then there's going to be that voice in their head, giving them all the potentially valid reasons why not to do it and why it is a really risky situation. What's your message to that person to maybe continue to step forward and and take that action and and be courageous? I, I would say do it and surround yourself with people who will support you who won't be negative toward, toward that, who won't be the first one to jump off the bandwagon. Cause like, like Kelsey's already said, just because someone does act on that doesn't mean it's going to be a smooth ride. Doesn't mean it's going to, you know, it's going to be easy. It, it may be in the end harder than it would have been if they hadn't taken that step of faith or that, that leap into whatever situation has presented itself where they are sort of doubting whether they need to do that or not. Like Kelsey's mentioned, I am at one point in time, and obviously I'm, I'm far better about this now, I, I would never take a risk in, in anything, whether it be job, financial. I mean, I always wanted to have everything planned out and have option A, B, and C ready to go in case something went wrong. But at the end of the day, yes, it's good to to have a plan, but you can't live life just sitting back and then doubting and wondering what would have been if you hadn't taken that step of faith. So I would say by all means, if you, if that's what your gut and your heart is telling you, you need, you need to do it and find whether it be a spouse or a close friend, someone who will be there for you and support you through that process. That's all. Yeah. I think the support system is so key because I think oftentimes, and I'm kind of I, I bring it up because I know a lot of people who I, I work with, whether it's clients or friends or peers, are, are always having these sorts of situations. And oftentimes when you can talk out the situation with somebody else, you might realize that, okay, like it's maybe not as risky as I'm building it up to be in my head. And it might not be as scary as it is in my head. And, and sometimes it takes a third party perspective to reveal that to you. No, I agree. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> When it's all said and done, you've really thought it out. And a lot of of times people aren't even willing to open up to someone. And so they keep that hidden. And like you just said, it's when you can actually open up and talk to someone about it and explain the situation and they they can be a sounding board for you and a voice of reason and someone who will be an encourager to you as you you take that step of faith uh, into whatever you're going to do. Kelsey, have I understood correctly that you, you homeschool them? That's correct. Woo, man, tell you what, that sounds crazy and hectic. Talk to me a little bit about the decision to do it first and then kind of insight as to practically how that works. (laughs) Well, there's never a dull moment around here. Yeah, we started back with our oldest. So back when he was probably around five or six, I would never, we would never have thought we'd homeschool. We thought people were crazy who homeschooled. And it really wasn't mainstream then as it is now. Well, at least where we are, it's very mainstream. I mean, especially after COVID, everyone homeschools, but not everyone, but a lot more people homeschool. It's become very normal. So, but back when Luke was six, so that was like probably around 2010, 
it was, and we were in a different state, which homeschooling wasn't as popular. It was even mentioning it was very strange. And, and we kind of thought it was strange, but actually what really sealed the deal for us on that was we heard Bodie Bauckham. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he was at a conference and um, he was speaking on it. And we just realized that what are our priorities in raising our children and base our decision off, off our priorities and our goals for how we want to raise our children and what is most important in, in raising our children. And to us personally, it's raising them in the Lord and, and, every aspect of not categorizing different or just separating into sections, parts of their lives, but it's all about that. And so we decided that homeschooling would be a way to do that. And we also love the fact that we get, as they've grown and now, now with Colt and Nick, we see just the beauty in, in being able to really focus on each child's strengths, being able to develop those and Every child is so different. I mean, we've raised our kids. We feel like the same and they have the same parents that we haven't changed. And yet they're all so completely different in their gifts and the things they love to do in, in their weaknesses. I mean, some are great in one areas and, and another will struggle in that. And so homeschooling has really allowed us to focus and build up their strengths and spend extra time working on their weaknesses that you know, that they need that they might not get. I don't know. We've never done anything about homeschooling. So anyway, we, we, um, that's what kind of sealed the deal. We've been homeschooling ever since haven't really thought twice, but yeah, it is. I mean, every homeschool parent doubts themselves. I don't know a homeschool mom that doesn't think that they're going to screw up their kids royally, <laughs> but when, when you see the fruit of it, it's very rewarding. And, um, our oldest now is going into his last year of, of his senior year, and he's going to be halfway through his college courses by the time he's done with high school. So we've loved it. We've, I don't feel like I'm good at it. I don't know any homeschool mom that does. So I don't feel like I would be someone to put up as a model at all. But by God's grace, something's happening with the kids. So yeah, well, you guys are, are very humble. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure as Jim would probably say as well that you're, I'm sure, I'm sure you're a great homeschool teacher, but uh, I want to get down here towards the end. Before I ask the last question, I just want to acknowledge you guys for having kind of done the work on yourselves and building such a solid foundation. So when this situation did present itself, y'all were ready. Y'all were ready. So many people would have, so many people only start preparing when a situation like that happens or, and they only start working on themselves when a situation like that happens. And you guys had already done a lot of work on yourself so that the foundation was set so that you could handle the situation with such grace. And I want to also acknowledge you guys for, you know, it's not a Down syndrome kid. It's Colt. It's Nick. And they have their differences and their strengths and their weaknesses, just like anybody else does. And that's such a great way to see somebody else. And that's a great way to see every person is an individual and they have uh, their strengths and their weaknesses and weaknesses. And for you guys to acknowledge that and celebrate that, I think is super powerful and obviously very influential to a, to a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, I know, I know a lot of people on here probably already maybe start already follow you guys to a certain extent, but if you guys don't make sure you follow them on Instagram at downright wonderful. Uh, you can also go to their blog at downrightwonderful.net. Uh, I was probably spending a couple of days ago, maybe 15, 20 minutes going through uh, the videos of Colt and Nick. It's hilarious. I think uh, I love the, when they're chasing the chickens, the anytime they're singing, anytime they're singing or it, it's awesome. 
it, it's super fun to to watch and just see how joyous they are and to see how joyous it makes y'all and, and the rest of your family as well. It's it's pretty special. So last question is for both of you guys. Um, I'll, I'll start off with a gym this time since the last duo question I started with Kelsey uh, <laughs> is the last question that I ask everybody is that I believe that getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey. I don't think we ever get to that best version. And I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I get closer to the best version of myself and the way that I define the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you guys get there and you guys define it. So the last question is for each of you personally, if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to that best version of Jim and Kelsey Romero that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Well, I think for me, and I know Kelsey would say the same, it starts with with my relationship with Christ. And so through that, uh, as I continue to grow in a likeness more like Christ, then that in turn will allow me to become a better husband and a better father. And, and you know, and, and I'd even go a step further and say a better employee. Mm-hmm. I think in every aspect of your life, like you just said, you're never going to reach. If anybody ever thinks they've reached the top of the pyramid when it comes to anything, then they're probably very far from that. So I think it's acknowledging that we can always grow. And for me, in that order, uh, I think is um, is how I will continue uh, to, to move forward. And there might be setbacks in each one of those areas. But at the end of the day, it's then having someone next to me. And in my case, my wife, who can who can let me know that and help me then to continue in that uh, forward movement in those areas. Yeah. And I would, I would just reiterate this exact same thing. I mean, to me, uh, I just, we just call that the sanctification process and it's a constant process and the, there's going to be hard things that come my way. I know that we know that right now as we're in the smooth time, you're, you're just growing because you're going to hard times come. It's never, you know, and now those are to grow us. And so just a constant growing so that that makes me a better wife, a better mom, a better friend. Um, and just growing in my faith. And, and so as those hard times come, you know, I, I won't, I will react in faith and love. And, and I know that there's going to be lots of screw ups along the way. And I grow from those and, and um, I'm thankful for grace, but I'd say the same. I have to say the same thing. I can't, I mean, and that kind of encompasses everything. It's just a process. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, those were, those were great, definitely uh, great things. Like you said, is all encompassing when you work on kind of strengthening your faith. It, it affects all the areas of your life. But as I said, guys, make sure you go follow them on Instagram. If you don't already at, at downright wonderful, it's such a joy to see, just a joy to see how much true happiness that Colt and Nick bring you guys and, and bring the rest of the family. And obviously the rest of, of everybody who guys who follows y'all's journey. So make sure you guys go follow them at downright wonderful. And that's all we got today, Jim and Kelsey. Really appreciate the time. Thanks Thanks, so much. Thanks, Nick. It's been a pleasure. What an inspiring couple. I mean, I couldn't get over how graceful they both handled the situation of having a Down syndrome child right from the get-go. They trusted that there was a plan behind it immediately, and they've made the best of it ever since. Be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. You know, maybe send it to somebody who has a family member 
with Down syndrome or send it to a friend or family member who is looking to take a leap of faith and might be going through a challenging situation. Just send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And remember, work on yourself now so that when inevitably a typically seen as less than ideal circumstance presents itself, you have the agility and grace to handle it with ease. Remember that everyone is a unique individual. Remember they're a unique individual with their own strengths and weaknesses. And remember, if you're going through a challenge to get around people who are going to support you through it, be around people who have your back and will allow you to take that leap of faith so that you don't have to wonder what could have been if you didn't. For now, it's time. It's time to go out there and handle challenging situations with grace and grow from them so that you can show up and show out and you can continue to get closer and closer to your best. Best.